0: Father, who art in heaven, our Lord be thy name. Thy kingdom come, I will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us our trespasses. as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation. Deliver us from evil. Thine is the kingdom of our Ever and ever. Amen. 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 It is good to pray together, isn't it? To join as a fellowship and just uplift our hearts and our voices uh, to the Lord. As I turn to communion, I'm going to read again from uh, a very well known passage of scripture uh, from Isaiah and chapter 53. And. Uh, I hadn't really noticed before, but when I've been preparing uh, for today, I I noticed that uh, it starts off with a question. And the question is Who hath believed our report? Do you believe? Do you believe on the Lord Jesus Christ? That's what it said to us. And to whom is the arm of the Lord revealed? for he shall grow up before him as a tender plant and as a root out of a dry ground he hath no form nor comeliness and when we shall see him there is no beauty that we should desire him he is despised and rejected of men a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief and we hid as it were our faces from him he was despised and we esteemed him Not. Surely he hath borne our griefs and carried our sorrows, yet we did esteem him stricken, smitten of God and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions, he was bruised for our iniquities, and the chastisement of our peace was upon him, and with his stripes we are healed. All we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned every one to his own way, and the Lord hath laid on him the iniquity of us all. He was oppressed and he was afflicted, yet he opened not his mouth. He is brought as a lamb to the slaughter, and as a sheep before her shearers is dumb, so he opened not his mouth. He was taken from prison and from judgment. And who shall declare his generation? For he was cut off out of the land of the living. For the transgression of my people, he was stricken. And he made his grave with the wicked and with the rich in his death. Because he had done no violence, neither was any deceit in his mouth. Yet it pleased the Lord to bruise him. He hath put him to grief. When thou shalt make his soul an offering for sin, he shall see his seed, he shall prolong his days, and the pleasure of the Lord shall prosper in his hand. So much that the Lord has done for us. So much that he gave his life for each one of us. We've just read uh, what the prophet was saying, but it did happen. We know Calvary took place. We know that the Lord died. We know that he gave his life for you and for me. And what did the Lord ask us to do in return was simply remember him. And that's what we're doing this morning. We're remembering that sacrifice. The broken body. The shed blood. Two simple elements, bread and wine serving as a reminder of the Lord Jesus and that sacrifice. And as we take this bread this morning and drink this wine, we do so acknowledging the fact that he did it for us. He did it for me. Father, we thank you for Calvary. We thank you, Lord, that you was willing to go all that way. We thank you this morning Lord that you did it for us and we pray now as we take these simple reminders of your broken body and of your shed blood that you'll just accept of our thanks and our praise and our worship and we pray Lord that in this act you'll just draw us closer to yourself help us to remember the words of that song we've just sang how deep the father's love for us that he was willing to give his only begotten son for each one of us so father again accept of our praise and our thanks and our worship in the precious name of Jesus. Amen. There's just two verses in Romans chapter 10 that I want us to hang our thoughts on this morning and they're found in Romans chapter 10 and verses 16 and 17. Romans 10 verses 16 and 17. And verse 16 opens with these words. But they have not all obeyed the gospel. But they have not all obeyed the gospel and that's a challenge this morning to you and me have you obeyed the gospel have you heard God's word and responded have you become a follower of the Lord Jesus Christ are you his do you belong to him uh, this morning because that verse continues with the same question that we had in our reading from Isaiah chapter 53 and it continues and it says for Isaiah or Isaiah saith Lord who hath believed our report that's the challenge this morning believing the gospel believing the Lord Jesus And believing in the work of Calvary that we've just celebrated together. Sounds so simple, doesn't it? And yet, for many people, it's a step too far. It's a step beyond their comfort zone. And they do not respond to the gospel. How do we respond to the gospel? Is there in verse 17. So then, faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. One of the things that Pam says to me quite often you're not listening. (laughs) You're not listening. It's gone over your head. You didn't take it in, what I've said. And we've all experienced that, haven't we, in our life? But have we experienced that when we've heard the gospel? Have we shut off? Has it gone over our head? Are we not listening to what the Lord is saying to you and me let's listen this morning to what God has to say to us as regard the simplicity of the gospel I'm going to continue reading now from Matthew chapter 7 and just a few verses there from verse 24 onwards Matthew chapter 7 and 24 to verses uh, 29. Therefore, whosoever heareth these sayings of mine, that's the Lord Jesus speaking, and doeth them, I will liken him unto a wise man which built his house upon a rock. And the rain descended, and the floods came, and the winds blew, and beat upon that house. And it fell not, for it was founded And it came to pass, when Jesus had ended these sayings, the people were astonished at his doctrine. For he taught them as one having authority, and not as the scribes. The words of Jesus himself, to you and me this morning. Many of us here can say, yes, I, I have believed that report. I have believed that gospel. I could sing those words that we've just been singing from Sinking Sand, he lifted me and set me on a higher plane. Because we know from experience that we've come uh, uh, to a point in our life where we know that we put our faith and our trust in the Lord Jesus and that he is our Lord and that he is our Savior have you heard that word and responded this morning have you got that right relationship with God Margaret spoke last week on Jacob and the broken relationships and now we can have broken relationships in our life and we know that's true. But we can have broken relationship with God too, can't we? There can be that divide. Where we're we not listening. We don't want to listen. Or oh, we're not speaking to him. We've drifted away from him. As it said in Isaiah 53. All oh, we, like sheep, have gone astray. Every one of us has turned to his own way. But I like uh, the simplicity of the Gospels as we read in uh, Matthew, particularly uh, those teachings of Jesus uh, in chapters 5, 6, and 7 that's, that's described as the Sermon on the Mount. But Jesus had gone up to a mountain and the people have followed him and he began to teach them. And if you don't know anything else, all you need to do is read those three chapters and you'll get the full picture. You'll get the Word of God. You'll hear the word of God. You'll hear God speaking to you. For in those chapters, Jesus is just explaining how he wants you and I to live our life. In chapter 5 of Matthew, we get the blessings of knowing him. The blessings of being longing to him. We, we get the guidance of how to live our lives and be different from other people round about us. And then in chapter 6, we we get the warnings. Jesus warned us not to drift away. He says, don't lay treasures up for yourself on this earth. Don't put everything you have in in that basket. He tells us not just, we can't serve two masters. We can't do two things at once. We can't serve one and hate the other. And then in chapter 7, we see the rewards of belonging to Jesus enter in at the straight gate, the reward of heaven. How narrow is the way that we find into the kingdom of God? But the wonderful thing is that Jesus went on teaching and he went on to say before again, I am the way, the truth, and am the life. No man comes to the Father but by me. Follow me, and the challenge is to you this morning: Are you following Jesus? Have you done what the disciples did when He, he said to me, follow me? They left it behind and they followed Him. Have you put that old life of yours behind you? when well, you were a sheep going astray. Have you come to know the Lord Jesus as your Lord and Savior? And again in that chapter 7, Jesus warns that, you know, there'll be people that try to tempt us away. There'll be false prophets. The people that don't preach the full truth of the Lord. To make an easy path, to make an easy way of salvation. But Jesus is, indeed, the only way. And again in that chapter 7 that we're reading just before, the verses that we read together about the wise and foolish man, Jesus is saying about the trees, good trees bear good fruit, and bad trees bear bad fruit. And then, as he looks at you and me, and as perhaps we look at each other, Jesus is saying, by the fruits you shall know them. And what Jesus is saying to you and me, that when we come to him, we have a changed life. And Jesus wants evidence in your life and my life of that change. What a wonderful change in my life has been wrought since Jesus came into my heart. What a wonderful hymn uh, uh, that is uh, this morning. So what Jesus said to us, we are what we are, and we are known for it. We have characteristics. Many years ago, I spent most of my life working for the electricity board, Norweb as it was in those days. And at one stage in my life, I, I found myself working in Wigan, <laughs> and uh, I was in charge. I was supervisor in charge of prepayment meters in those days and you can tell how long ago it was they, they were putting 10 p's in the meter <laughs> in those days and we used to settle up with customers every quarter and if you were in credit then we'd send you a check back and uh, it's wonderful in those days and uh, there was a man one of our customers, I'll call him Mr X and then you don't know who he is but Mr X he used to ring up Every quarter. He can guarantee he'd be the first on the phone. And he'd be saying, you know, the meter reader's just been. And then he'd say, uh, when's my check coming? <laughs> he always wanted to know. But he had a characteristic that uh, when, when he spoke to him on the phone, he said, say this. The meter reader's just been. Do you know what I mean? Uh, when's my check coming? Do you know what I mean? And it's as though he wanted to make sure that you fully understood uh, what he was saying. Whether he got his cheque there any quicker or not, I don't know. But that was his his characteristic. But he was a decent guy, he was an honest guy. Straight opposite him was one of our villains. And this villain used to saw the lock off his meter. And he used to put the same 10p through every time. (laughs) Of course, he was building his debt up. Uh, But, uh, you know, he started to brag among the neighbours what he was doing. Oh, I just keep on the same temper. Well, Mr. X was an honest guy. And it really, really got to him. And he decided that he was going to ring up and he was going to shop his neighbour and tell us what was going on. So one day the phone rang. My assistant picked the phone up and said, this is an anonymous phone call. Do you know what I mean? (laughs) (laughs) A characteristic that betrayed him. Yes, Mr. X, we know. But we all have characteristics. Perhaps we're known for our jolly outward going demeanour perhaps we're always grumbling perhaps we're always late there's all sorts of things that we can be known by and as Jesus says by the way we behave by the way we act we are known for those characteristics if we follow the Lord Jesus Christ we've got Christ-like characteristics if we seek to follow the Lord and be his servants then naturally we're known by the company we keep and if we keep close to the Lord people will see those characteristics in you and me how often has it been said to you we believe that People say to you, "I wish I had your faith. I, I wish I I could be like you," because they've seen something in us that's different from their way of life. And there might be some here this morning as we we look around the fellowship, and we're perhaps within our own, thing. you know, "I wish I was like such and such a body. I wish I I was." close to the Lord like that I wish I could trust uh, the same well we can we can trust the Lord the same we can come to know him as our Lord and our saviour and then Jesus went on in in Matthew's gospel chapter 7 to explain uh, the difference about our lives And it's an incident that we know so often, isn't it? The wise man building his house upon the rock and the foolish man building his house upon the sand. Those are the two possible outcomes when we hear God's word. Those are the outcomes when we can come to him and listen to his word, and believe that report that's there, as Isaiah says. Building upon the rock. Not just a man, but a wise man. A wise man. We all don't want to be considered to be foolish, do we? We might not be as wise as some others, but the wisdom that Jesus is talking about this morning is believing that report, believing what the Lord's got to say in His Word. And building on the rock is a sure foundation. A sure foundation, solid, won't move. And what's Jesus asking us to build on this morning? Well, we start to build when we realise a need of Jesus. When we realise that he has died upon the cross for us. Realise that we are sinners. Realise that we are like those sheep that have gone astray and we need to be brought back into the fold. And that realisation is the beginning of building on that foundation that solid rock by coming to him by asking him to be our Lord and our Saviour we continue to build as we repent of our sins and we seek forgiveness we come to the Lord and ask him to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from that unrighteousness uh, uh, that we have and that building upon the rock has started to be complete when we receive him receive him as our Lord and our saviour and that's the simple truth of the gospel realising the need repenting of our sins and receiving him As Lord and Saviour. Jesus goes on to say there. That uh, uh, a man who hears the word of God. And rejects the word of God. Is like a foolish man. That built his house. Upon the sand. And there are many today. Whose houses are built. Upon uh, the sand. I wonder what we are building on today. Are we building on the rock of God's word? Or are we building on the shifting sand around about us? We all see how the sand shifts. Every time the tide comes in and out, there's a different pattern. It moves, it's not stable. And we can build on things that aren't stable on the things around us our possessions, our valuables our friends all the things around about us that's on that shifting sand uh, today perhaps we're building on the shifting sand of, of good intentions we've heard God's word yeah it sounds reasonable what the Lord wants us to do but I want to live my life a little bit longer yet And someday in the future, I'll I'll consider uh, coming to the Lord as some kind of insurance uh, for the future. But none of us know what a day brings. None of us know what tomorrow has in store for you and me. Therefore, we cannot build on something as unstable as that of good intentions. Here and now, says the word of God. Today, if you will hear his voice and come to him, now is the time of salvation. Or perhaps we're building on the shifting sand of religious observance. Oh, we come to church every week. That's good. We do good deeds. That's good we do this, we do that and we do the other and perhaps for the outward appearance we, we're just going through the motions perhaps we're trying to foster those characteristics really that only come from a true belief in God or perhaps we're standing on the sand of, of self-righteousness this morning we don't need God we don't need him in our lives we don't want him to interfere we don't want him to spoil the pattern of the way we live our lives there's all kinds of things that would put us off isn't there and perhaps we've been putting off the inevitable for years we've been putting off listening to God's word and listening to what he asks for you and for me but the wonderful thing is that just these people there was listening to God's word, they did realise that what Jesus was saying was true. And how they knew that because it said here, this man is teaching with authority and not as the scribes. It's the word of God. The word of God as authority. And as we listen to the word of God and we feel uncomfortable about it or perhaps we're being challenged about it we know because it's not the preacher it's not our friends but it's the Lord himself that's speaking to you and me this morning. God's word has authority and God's word is true. I'd like to say this morning that it is possible even in this wicked world in which we now live it's possible to live a life for Christ and we can live a life for Christ because he's there and that to help us he's there to be with us day by day and as we look at God's word this morning it's it's a wonderful thing to just listen to him and what he's got to say if you ever go to Scotland and we've not been for a few years but uh, I trust it's still there but if you go to Scotland and you go up past Lomond and through Cray and Larrick and start to go towards Glencoe you go across a, a wilderness of a place called Rannoch Moor and uh, one thing that Every time we went over, I used to look out for. But about halfway across Runnet Moor, at the side of the road, there's a great big rock. And there's a tree growing out of it, out of the crack in the rock. So we've not been for years now. It's probably grown up and split the rock and gone now. But you got this rock with just a tree growing out of it. What a reminder that was to me. That on the solid rock, there's enough sustenance for us to flourish and to grow. And that's what Jesus wants for you. He wants the best for you. He wants to live you a life with him. And to walk with him day by day. Do you remember in 1984, I think it was, when Billy Graham came to Anfield? They used to have catchphrases and slogans. And the slogan for Billy Graham coming to Anfield was simply this. Worth listening to. Remember that? Billy Graham, worth listening to. Why was he worth listening to? He was worth listening to because he was preaching the gospel. He was preaching the Lord Jesus. He was declaring that salvation for you and for me. And there's not one of us here this morning That can stand before the Lord and say you've never heard the gospel. Week by week. Here in this place the gospel is preached. How wonderful that is. That opportunity week by week for you to accept Christ as your saviour. And then you moved on from Matthew 5, 6 and 7 and the teachings of Jesus. And in chapter 8, it starts off like this. When he came down from the mountain, when he finished that teaching, great multitudes followed him. And behold, there was a leper and worshipped him, saying, Lord, if thou wilt, thou canst make me clean. And it's as simple as that. If you've been listening to the word of God this morning and you've never given your heart and your life you've never surrendered to him then that prayer can be yours. Lord, if thou wilt thou can make me clean. Jesus put forth his hand and touched him saying I will. Be thou clean. And immediately his leprosy was cleansed. It's as simple as that. The soul that cries out to the Lord for salvation will find a willing saviour that's ready and able to touch you, to change your life, to lift you from the sinking sand and put you on the solid rock of this morning. And finally, <clears throat> as it says there, as Jesus says, the storms came, the floods came, the winds came and beat upon those houses. All our building one day will be tested. All our building one day will be tested. When we first came to Warwick it was a village. And now there's building everywhere. There's even three great big houses on the way out of Orich into Bolton on the bend at the top, now dominating the landscape. Middlebrook wasn't there when we came. The local works was in full swing. And there are many green fields round about Stocks Park area. But now they're building everywhere. But one thing about the buildings today. They have to come up to a standard. They have to be tested. They have to be passed. And one day our building. Will be tested by. The Lord himself. When we meet him. Face to face. What will you hear then? Enter in. The joy of thy Lord. Thou good. And faithful servant, or depart from me. I never knew you. I wonder whether we cemented that relationship with God this morning and that we're standing on the rock and know Jesus as our Lord and our Saviour and our guide. May these thoughts be considered this morning. May you hear the word of God and listen to what he's had to say to you. For his name's sake. Amen. Our final hymn is My hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood. Righteousness. We can sing that if we know Him as our Lord and Saviour. And if you do, let's raise the roof. My (laughs) hope.